Listeners, and welcome on board Costume Station Zero. This is Bob Mitch, and I'm talking to two really awesome friends of mine today. And we're going to be talking 11th Doctor, specifically Series 6 11th Doctor. So, you know, let's just take it from the top. Let's go fish sticks and custard crazy uh, with Ewan Anderson and Stephen Prescott. How are you guys doing? I'm doing well. How you doing? Ewan and Steven are awesome 11th Doctor cosplayers that people might have seen at Gallifrey One or Comic Con. And uh, Ewan? Yes, Hello. So, um, uh, series six, like we're, we're getting past the initial part of the costume and getting into the refined period. Um, you guys have both done it. Uh, what's been your approach? What, what do you think? I was just making a joke about, uh, uh both you guys have both done it. And then I was all, huh, but we don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the series six costume in terms of how it evolved, uh, what are your thoughts on it, Steven? On how it evolved from from series five, you mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, I, I like I, I like that it was the, the whole a little bit more refined. You know, a little bit cleaner lines. Uh, still, still the basic same silhouette. Uh, uh, I, uh, I, I was digging it. It's such a unique jacket. It was very very different. Uh, obviously, it was really really unique because it was the the fabric was uh, so difficult to nail down. Uh, but uh, you uh, and working his internet magic, being able to find it. With the High Council of Tweed. Yes. <laughs> I'm an internet wizard. Uh, you're, you're an internet wizard who, who knows, who, who has become a tweed expert in the past uh, <laughs> two to three years. I'm an apprentice to the High Council of Tweed. <laughs> <laughs> or the elders of the tweed, right? <laughs> uh, so, uh, uh, Ewan, I know you prefer this look to the Series 5. I wouldn't go that far. I think they're they're both like they're both very distinct. And like I agree with Stephen, it's a, it's a much more refined look. Like season five has this kind of like raggedy like little schoolboy look to it, and I think that kind of comes through in like the fit of his clothes and his hair and everything else. And like season six, like the 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 costume kind of signals that he's a more confident man now. Like he is not just the freshly regenerated kind of like working out his way about things. Um, he's now he's kind of he's arrived. Like the the lines are cleaner. The cuts are slimmer. The tweet is bolder. Like his hair is a lot more pulled in. Like he just he knows what he's about this time. Um, and I think like the costume is a great like way of signaling that. And and it looks like it's even more of that uh, at the beginning of uh, at the beginning of, of of this next season where you know the the costume is has basically stayed the same. But as they moved into the little bit different shirts and 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 ties and uh just the, the pictures that i've seen so far is his hair is is even more pulled back and and more you know even more combed and uh you know the i mean the the jacket and clothes are still the same but the, it, it just uh 
still looks even more refined. It looks much cleaner. Uh, he, he's finally having the confidence to wear blue braces with a red bow tie and vice versa. Yes, exactly. <laughs> His inner Colin Baker's coming out, right? <laughs> sure, like he's going, oh, well, you know what, well, maybe that placket could use some gingham. <laughs> We're not ready for a gingham bow tie or, or a tartan one for that matter. Why is my jacket made of all the same fabric? Maybe I should mix it up. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, uh, now, uh, starting on a, on a budget level, um, you know, we, we did discuss this with the series five costume that, it, you know, this is a fairly, you know, easy costume to get just a basic read on with a tweed jacket and slim cut, uh, jeans and so forth. Uh, what subtle differences would you recommend to people who are on a budget? You know, they can only spend 50, maybe a hundred dollars or less, uh, on this costume to help differentiate that. No, I'm not just, you know, generic or series five, 11th doctor. I'm series six. Oh, that's a good question. Um, well, I, I think I think the trousers are a big thing. Um, you know, just at least making sure that they're that they are actual black jeans, and and you know, if you can buy some wax and put some wax on there, is always help. It's always helpful. But um, uh, you know, I, I think it's just looking at the colors. I think colors is really uh, colors are really important, and and trying at least to get close to the patterns um, at vintage shops. You, you, there's a lot of, you, you can find something, uh, something recognizable as far as the, as far as the jacket. Uh, if you get something that is plaid and is, uh, does have the right colors and then, and then make sure you go for the right colors on the shirts and ties. Look at those kinds of details. I think, I think those are the, those are the things that people, that, that, that people tend to miss and where you just look like somebody wearing a, a tweed jacket and a tie rather than looking like the doctor, you know? Sure, sure. Um, I know early on when people were trying to search for uh, matches for this tweed uh, before the fabric was uh, luckily found by Ewan, that uh, a blade in tweed was a was a common search term to get kind of in the range. But uh, I know Ewan, you disagreed with that. Um, no, I mean I kind of disagreed with that. I mean, like really, that was just kind of like one person found one jacket that looked kind of similar that was made by that company, and like. That's just a company that makes a range of tweed jackets, and I don't think like that particularly helpful. It certainly didn't actually help in discovering the actual fabric, or like it, it just, you know, it was kind of it was one end to look at, and I, but I don't think it's a particularly helpful one. Um, I think like you're you're going to have way more luck in terms of like search terms if you yep. go for striped tweed or plaid tweed rather than trying like a brand name like that. Gotcha. Well, that's that's all we want to know to help people uh, along in their costumes. So, uh, no, I, I would definitely agree with that. And uh, I think, as you say, the the devil's always in the details. But as long as you're getting some some tweed with some stripes in it, um, and airing to a shirt that probably is, um, uh, you can either go for more of a plain shirt or the fine check shirt, and refine the hair a little bit. And you're right, the wax that that sheen on the trousers is very important. Um, yeah, it's those aren't difficult to find, um, like, kind of waxed black jeans. Like, those can be had, like, fairly cheaply. Again, like, some canny eBaying will get you, like, a, a, a more, like, I think, like, in terms of overall read, like, yeah, Stephen's absolutely right. Like, it's, it's about kind of, like, pulling back and kind of looking like the big picture. And, you know, if you're going to be doing season six, you want some kind of, like, more, more kind of, like, pattern on the jacket than you would if you were doing season five, where you would kind of just go for something a bit more plain. And then, yeah, like shirts, like you can, you can get a blue striped shirt, like pretty cheaply, or even, you know, like season six has the wonderful uh, option of the kind of more plain looking blue shirt. And most people will have a plain blue shirt in their wardrobe. Right. Or easily attainable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
they're they're at the gap in old navy every season for like <laughs> 10 bucks so i mean you can stock up on blue shirts <laughs> it's ridiculous yeah <laughs> it's good it's good to have the plentiful and cheap option yeah mm-hmm. yeah i agree now i uh, we know what the brand name is on the trousers and we'll, we'll get to that in a minute but is it common i mean i haven't done the series six i had to stop the madness at series five for myself but uh when pursuing the series six trousers are there some decent options out there that have like the waxed look or are people stuck with leather trousers <laughs> I think if you're doing leather trousers, you might be doing it wrong. Okay. Or not. No. <laughs> or not. <laughs> you and you've just worked your catchphrase so early into this podcast. You're doing it wrong. Oh, shit. <laughs> you and Anderson catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you're doing if you're doing the leather pants, you're going far too in the rock star category. Uh, but yeah, you know you can you can get. I think you can get the wax the wax jeans pretty. You can get wax jeans. Everywhere. I mean, it's kind of one of those things that are always, that that comes comes around, um, you know, every season or two, and 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 places have them, you know, brands have them. Mm-hmm. But also, it's 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 been such a thing in the past uh, couple of years that you can actually buy uh, this stuff called otter wax, and if you buy a pair of black jeans, you can you can wax them yourself. Gotcha. This is like um, ASOS.com. Um, has like a ton of like that like slightly hipper clothing um, at pretty decent prices, and you should be able to find like a pair of like wax jeans there. Cool. Uh, so, getting specifically into you know obviously the the higher end of things, uh, let's just start with the new tweed, uh, which premiered of course in a Christmas Carol. Now, obviously, if you're going to have this done really high end, you want to find the fabric that that you spotted you in. Uh, yes, indeed. Uh, if you've listened to uh, our podcast on season five, you will have heard this story. If you have not listened to it, go and listen to it. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, <laughs> now, it, for anyone listening, there is a, a really good breakdown um, I assembled with the help of Ewan and Steven and a bunch of people uh, on DWCosplay.com. I'll be posting that link that can tell you pretty much all the minutiae we're probably going to end up skipping, but we will hit the broad points. But essentially, the fabric is out there. It's been found. It's not cheap. Uh, but you can get it, um, and uh, you can get someone, uh, you know, like Steve Ricks, who does a fabulous job of the coat, or get your own tailor to make it, and that's about as close as you're ever going to get to owning that jacket because it was not off the shelf. Now, um, the other uh, standard option, of course, is the Abbey Shot version. Uh, would you like to comment on that one, Stephen? Uh, me, I, you know, honestly, I've never seen one in real life. Uh, so uh, I, I've taken I've I've seen the pictures of the Abbey Shot one and and it's it, it's not tweed so uh, you know the pattern is is uh, you know pretty close um, the colors are, are pretty close it's it's a it's a good budget option is what it is you know I mean it, not that it's all that cheap it's a, it's a couple hundred dollars uh, mm-hmm. but uh, but uh, compared to the cost of uh, the actual tweed and and getting a, a jacket custom made for you it's certainly it's certainly a, a a budget option for people and it's readily available so yeah it's it's good it's good for it's good for what it is for sure would you agree with that Ewan? yeah if you if you aren't going to go into that kind of like megabucks category or um, you know the original tweed but you know you're you're not going to be satisfied with you know a close enough fifty dollar eBay find. Then yeah, I mean this is this is the jacket for you, and you know like it. In I, I think I saw one at Gallifrey this year, and uh, you know it's not half bad. Like it, it really isn't that bad. Uh, I mean, there's you know maybe like ten fifteen people who are going to know that that's not the real tweet, but the rest of everyone's going to think it's great. 
<laughs> that's right. I remember. We I remember seeing that. We were we were together. We saw it was there was a it was like a sixteen year old kid was wearing one, and and for the, the first time I saw it, I was like, wait, how did, where did he? Oh, it's an Abby shot. It took me a second, it, you know, uh, to to actually uh, to actually twig that it was that it was the Abby shot jacket, and that's you know that's that that's a, a good testament to to uh, the the quality of the jacket. So it's basically like a printed wool. Well, it's it's uh, it's like a it's a wool blend. It's like I think like fifty percent polyester or something like that. So yeah, so it is woven. The, the colors are woven into. It. It's not it's not printed, but it's yeah. It's 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 a it's a it's synthetic, so, ah. you know, and it's not it's not w- woven by hand in the Shetlands, you know. <laughs> However, <laughs> by 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 magic hobbits or something. I've... Yeah, yeah. So when the uh, the Abbey Shop just announced their jacket and they announced that it was going to be this more affordable wool blend, um, somehow cross wires happened, and the uh, the 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 Harris Tweed Weavers caught wind that uh, Doctor Who was going to be wearing this uh, wool blend rather than a real wool, uh, and it was going to be made in China, and they got very upset about it, and uh, there was a number of news stories that went out without anybody actually going and checking out the facts and finding out that, oh, this was actually just the Abbey Shop version. Like, the one that the Doctor's wearing is actually a real wool tweed. Right, right. No, yeah, exactly, not checking their facts, totally. For those of you uh, not from uh, the British Isles or uh, the north of Scotland, as I am, uh, Harris and Shetland are completely different Scottish islands. <laughs> um, all right, good to know. Um, so now, under the shirt, uh, he wears uh, what three main shirts in Series Six? And uh, what what made you choose what shirt? Well, actually, do you guys have all of them, or did you just focus on one of them? I'll start with you, Ewan, and then Stephen. You can jump in. All. <laughs> you have the addiction i know i know it's it's pretty it's pretty sad you got the monkey on your back all right well uh what about you steven i have all of them but my striped shirt I, i'm not happy with it still needs to be replaced <laughs> but yes i have i have all three okay um let me rephrase this question then what was the first shirt you got what's what's your favorite shirt that's that's those are two different questions. Uh, but the first shirt I got, the first shirt I got was the was uh, window pane, right. um, which I we had found um, a very close match that was made by Clubroom, which is a Macy's brand, mm-hmm. um, and I found one on eBay that was about three sizes too big for me. Ah, uh, and so I uh, took it apart and and modified it. Added the tabbed the, the the tabbed collar and the the uh, mitered cuffs and made it fit me a little bit better. So that was the first one I got. But my favorite shirt is is the blue and and I think my blue is probably is actually a little bit uh, of a dark blue uh, of a little bit a little bit darker than the than the one that is actually on the show. But I really like uh, the color of mine and the way that it shows up in photos. Oh, so I'm I'm pretty happy with it. Okay, uh, Ewan. Um, yeah, I was the same. Like, I, I found the, uh, the, the club room shirt in Macy's, um, around Christmas, just around the time that the, uh, the, the Christmas special where uh, that shirt debuted. And I remember cause I found it and I was like, you know, I'm not going to buy this because if I do I'm gonna go down to season six rabbit hole and that'll be a whole new costume I had to buy. Uh huh. So I left it for maybe a couple of months course by that point was already well down the rabbit hole and then had to like call around like about 50 
Macy's in uh, California to find the shirt my size again and have it shipped to me. <laughs> this reminds me of the great uh, fabric hunt I did for the uh, David Tennant, um, the Joanne close enough that was floating around before any of the reweaves happened. Uh, oh, I, yeah. Because I remember having to call, I think, 25, 26 Joannes to pull together enough fabric uh, not just for me. If it was just for me, it would have taken like three calls. But a lot of people wanted to get in on it, so I basically pooled together all the fabric out there that was left. And it was on like a lot of clearance racks at that point. I was really annoying a lot of those guys. And uh, and yeah, and if they were somewhere nearby, I would just hold it in that other person's name and say, "There it is. Go pick it up." And if not, then I'd have to get it shipped to me and then shipped to them. I was a big hub, a big fabric hub back in the wee hours of two thousand and eight. Boy, a long time ago. I think you might have gotten me some as well. Really? And yeah, I think you might have gotten me some, I, but but I also uh, I'm trying to remember if, if I was able to find some at, at the Joanns here. But I'm 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 pretty sure that I was one of the people that you, <laughs> that you were collecting that fabric for. I had bought so many versions of the of the Tenth Doctor's brown suit fabric at this point. <laughs> Uh, you know, trying to get the trying to get the the perfect fabric, and then Magnolia went and reweaved it, and I still haven't bought it. So, oh, that's I'll, crazy! Yeah, oh, I'll, probably wow. never, I'll probably never get that suit now because I went down the I went down the eleventh Doctor rabbit hole. Uh, I said, forget it. Yeah, because so. when I first met you, you were doing the tenth Doctor a lot, so I'm surprised. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Well, <laughs> I, 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 when you start when you start spending lots of money on tweeds, <laughs> the tweed outstrips the cotton any day. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Exactly. I I I, I jumped on, on that bandwagon and got the reweave. But yes, I had initially got the Joanne and then later the um, uh, Promoto run. Uh, both of which were very good, but of course, it's that, uh, as I've said many a times to many a cosplayer, it's the upgrade-itis. You know, you, you can't stop until you, you feel it's just right. So wait, Ewan, Ewan what, which is your favorite shirt? You didn't say that. That is, that's kind of tough, because I, I do really like them all. I think it might be that um, the, the, the windowpane tatters all might be my favorite, although my version of that doesn't fit me particularly well. Um <laughs> In in general terms, like that, that is my favorite one of his shirts. I think like it's it. He wears it in more of my favorite episodes. It was the one that that kind of whole look was introduced with. So yeah, I think I'm going to go with that one. Yeah. Now, I'm sorry. A little sidestep here. Uh, do you guys want to make a mention of the uh, not quite series six, not quite series five shirt he wore in the Sarah Jane Adventures? Oh, the uh, the top man blue shirt with the with the pearlized buttons yeah yeah that one it it was a one-off <laughs> do, do either of you guys have a, a version of that yeah you does i i did not i i i've had sh- I had, sh- I had shirts that were close to it mm-hmm. but not but not the the exact one you and did you get the exact one from top man no no i didn't unfortunately um i uh, as i said earlier everybody has a blue shirt in their wardrobe so i just took mine out of black buttons yeah bang done yeah, no, that that makes perfect sense. I remember when it was ID'd, uh, it, it was pretty much long gone. So finding one was a, a, a big scramble on eBay. And I only know of a couple of guys who snagged one. And I guess it's one of those things where being a one-off, not in the main series, it doesn't get the attention and, and the love, so to speak. But hey, it's another option. But uh, anyway, um, <clears throat> I'm sorry, uh, Stephen, you were going to say? Oh, I was just going to say, my, my I, I think my, my thing about the about the shirts and probably why I like the blue shirt and and. The, the ties have been real, have been the most difficult thing about about series six, and I, I mean we'll probably get into it, but um, but actually getting getting ties that really match uh, aside from the red tie uh, have been has been nearly impossible. So uh, so it, it tends to it tends to be the my, my favorites when I know it's a complete outfit and it and it and it works well. 
Right. I know there have been a lot of uh, really good attempts to do uh, to replicate the not the red tie, but the um, the Aztec key tie and the bark tie. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you uh, uh, and I know you you had to whip up your own and uh, Rizu was whipping up a, a run of the bark effect one. And there's all these sort of close enoughs people find. But yeah, the, the minute you're talking these strange textures and no one can ID it as a, a found item, that's got to be terribly difficult. Uh, again, for the reason why I, I had to just kind of stay a distance away from the series six as much as I like it. Um, now, uh, do you do you, Steven, and then you, Ewan, do you have all three ties or no? I have version versions of all three ties. So I have the I have the eye tie that that Ewan made, um, and then I have a, a bark tie that that I made, um, and then I have a red tie that I found uh, on a sail rack in uh, Bloomingdale's that sort of has the waffly texture um, and is it, it's it's maybe a little bit small. I'm not I'm not sure on the size on it, but it's 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 pretty close to the to the um, to the Christmas Carol tie. Um, yeah, same thing. I have I have versions of all three. I have uh, yeah, I have one of Steven's Steven's Bark Effect ones. Um, I did a, a very small run of uh, the uh, eye shaped tie. Um, that one, um, the the original is kind of like embroidered silk, um, and I just did a uh, I did a fabric print um, uh, printed silk. Uh, which, you know, from a distance, like the read is fine. Like, obviously it's not like a hundred percent accurate, but, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's one of the only versions of that, that I've seen. And it means that I can do a let's kill Hitler look with the, uh, the check shirt and the green coat. There you go. You were saying about the series five, that two inches is about right for your tie width. Is that the same for series six? I think so. And is there much difference between the series five red tie and the series six red tie? Well, 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 let's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I know I'm, I probably opened a bad can of worms there, but, uh, uh, but no, I'm just, I, I know that there are some subtle differences, um, just looking at it. It's one of those things where, uh, at the end of the day, for most regular folk who aren't striving for, you know, uh, supreme detail accuracy, it shouldn't matter. But for those who are, uh, what, what should they be looking for? Uh, there's one huge difference to all the ties from season five and season six, and that's season, the season six ties are not pre-tied bow ties they are they they're tied on they don't untie them they're all the same but uh they all have that uh so basically it's like two pieces that that tie together uh, the, the abbey shot tie it, uh, is constructed this way where you can have it as a, as a self-tie and you can untie it but you can also just tie it and unhook it in the back so that it it's always the same shape and form and that's how that's how uh matt's ties are constructed so mm-hmm. there's a very distinct difference and the the, the season five ties are uh, well, at least the red tie, especially, is very thin silk. It's a, it's a really cheap tie. Uh, <laughs> it's a really cheap tie. The the blue one was a. We think it, it was from Top Man. Not not a hundred percent on it, but but that's to me that's that's probably the biggest difference, right, Ewan? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think like the the five red tie um, is more of kind of a, a like a satin kind of uh, burgundy silk. Whereas the, um, the season six, uh, as you mentioned, yeah, is uh, uh, self-tie but has a hook in the back. And then it's this more of kind of like a basket weave silk. So it kind of has way more of a texture to it. Interesting. Uh, I, I know there's been some discussion about that on the RPF as well, but we, we don't need to go fully down that rabbit hole. Um, the, oh, please, uh, no. God. <laughs> it, I was it, looking at those ties. Oh, my God. It was like just painful. 
painful. So Too you're much sa- detail. So you're saying there's a limit to uh, to how much detail uh, an- analyzing you'll do. Well, the thing is, is you can't. It, it, when you're looking at publicity photos and you're looking at screenshots from from a TV show, whether they're HD or not, and you and you're trying to com- put two things together, you can find differences. Uh, I mean, there's so much post processing work that goes on on every single thing that goes out uh, onto the internet from that that is official. That I, I'm I'm not 100 percent convinced that there are all these multiple multiple versions that people think that there are just because they're they they're seeing things i mean you know it's like the doctor says humans always seeing patterns you know where there aren't any and and i think yeah. that that's i think that's part of it you start looking too much at it and you start seeing things that aren't there i mean you know like bigfoot <laughs> <laughs> um so you're basically saying this is the bigfoot of ties right yes exactly <laughs> there are Two ties. <laughs> um, so okay, that's ties. That's shirts. That's that's the jacket. Let's let's talk trousers. Okay, I, I I've got it. There's a, there's a little there's probably a little controversy here. You and should should, should we talk about the little the little controversy on who discovered the act who actually discovered the trousers? Let's talk about this. Let's talk. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, I I'm I. I know that there was some announcement on the internet. It was all like, we found something out, this and that, you know, and, and eventually it came out that the trousers, you know, that it was the trousers. But I, I'm just, I, I'm not tooting my own horn here, but <laughs> I'm actually going to sound like, sound like a dick, excuse my language, but I kind of knew what the trousers were uh, uh, at least a week ahead of time before that was announced. I mean, they were, they were fairly easy to, to, to identify once I finally got some like good pictures of them. I, I just, I don't know. I just like looked at G star one day and just started, I was just, I might've just been shopping, but I was just looking on G star and I found them. I see. So it's not like you regularly wear G star trousers you're just saying that it just was a happenstance that about yeah. a week before it was on um, steve's <laughs> blog yeah he discovered it. i see but you didn't but you didn't make that public did you is that well, the difference you know why i didn't make it public because there, there seemed to be a big deal brewing about them like uh-huh. somebody somebody else discovered them at almost the exact same time uh-huh. it was a weird thing uh-huh. and i was like i'm just i i and i didn't want to make a big deal about it so okay yeah yeah and also you know, and also to be a total dick, I wanted to get a pair before anybody else did. Well, I, no, I, I totally get that. Yeah. When you find something, yeah, you want to squirt for yourself before it goes public because, yeah, then there's a rush. I totally understand that. One of the, one of the other reasons that I remember you were holding back, because I remember we were talking a lot about this at the time, was that um, we hadn't found the exact colorway yet. We knew the name of the, uh, we knew the company, we knew the model of, uh, of jeans, but we haven't actually nailed the exact um, colorway. And I think like that stands to this day. I don't think we've got the exact right type of those jeans. Because I think it, you're right. Well, is well, I think that I think that the uh, the the ones from from closing time are are correct, right? We've nailed that. That's that's definitely. Yeah. And then also we've nailed the the Bronsons. Yeah. But it is the you're right. It is the the spark denim, the waxed black ones that um we we know we we never uh, you're, you're absolutely right we never identified the exact right model of those jeans so yeah. everyone seems to think that it's a specific one but it's the the, the details are all off yeah so, so wait you're saying it is they are g stars they're the the raw blades right and uh they are a waxed denim but what you're not sure if it's black or dark blue or the spark what do you mean 
Well, it's the ones the ones that everybody was able to find at the time. The uh, the shiny kind of like wax denim look to them, but there's just a couple of details like some of the seams on uh, on uh, on Matt's jeans are a uh, like a lot of uh, detailing on them that is really difficult to remove on the uh, on on the the ones that were found at the time. And then I think like the biggest tell is. Um, the uh, the button at the waist on the the ones that we kind of are you know thinking the the ones that people were able to buy when they were discovered that button is black and if you sand through the black paint it's silver the matte wears certainly in uh, impossible astronaut and in all kind of the early episodes we were first looking for them that button is bronze yeah so I mean it's it's minute like tiny tiny little details but I mean that's the stuff that we always sleep over so. <laughs> <laughs> or keeps you awake at night, and and the 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 ones that we found, it, there are certain parts of it that you know the the, the stitching and stuff. I, I, basically, I spent a lot of time with a black paint pen marker, uh, fabric paint pen marker, going over all the details, and I can't imagine that the production team did anything like that. Well, I mean, I, like Stephen, you find that great picture um, from uh, like Comic Con the year beforehand. It was a picture of Joel McHale wearing the exact colorway of uh, the G-Stars that we were looking for. Oh, right. Yeah, that's right. So Joel McHale has a pair. <laughs> <laughs> Next time there's a uh, community panel, that'll be a question you guys ask, right? Which the only person that I know who could wear Joel McHale's pair is Ewan. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but you're saying for the, the variants, uh, what, what are those again that he wears? Is it... Um, see, th- this was new to me. This is one of the last things I still have to update the uh, the breakdown with. But uh, they were more of a matte finish, right? Yeah. So um, the uh, he wears in closing time, and then again in uh, the the Doctor, the Widow, and the Wardrobe. Um, they are, but um, they're they're just kind of like a regular like matte denim version of the the slim foils. Oh, crushed black is the name of the colorway. Um, those ones are still available now. You can like find them. Uh, websites and of course just like a lot of these found items like the paul smith shirt these aren't exactly cheap trousers as i recall uh no no they're about uh i think they're around like 200 dollars. but i mean when you're like oh it's the exact screen accurate item and i can just buy them outright i don't have to like go through a bidding war on ebay or like you know <laughs> right and then and then there's the then there's the third pair of pants that he wears in um almost people and uh the girl who waited Yep. Yeah, the girl who waited. Um, a, a third pair of G-Stars, and they're uh, Bronson chinos in black, which are uh, pretty hard to find. Really? Um, yeah, huh. I mean, Bronson chino is a... Uh, well, there's, a there's, a loose fit and, there's a loose fit, and there's a regular fit. It, it's, it's a perennial item. They always have Bronson chinos, but they don't always have them in that color for some ah, reason. Oh, okay. That fit in that color. So um, I, I, was, I scored a pair on, on eBay. What will we do without eBay to score these things secondhand? Because often uh, with any of these found items, whether it be for Rose or, or the ninth or 10th or certainly 11th Doctor, it seems you're always one or two seasons behind unless you're really eagle-eyed on those set photos when they leak, right? Yeah. And you know, the thing about eBay, too, is that it's not always secondhand. Like my Bronson Chinos are brand new at tags. Sure. Uh, just because, you know, they fell off a truck in China somewhere. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but you scored them. That's what's important. Uh, all right. Well, that, that's that's exactly. good to know. <laughs> um, 
Uh, so, so boots. Let's let's talk the boots before uh, we get into what they actually are. Uh, Ewan, I know you had gone through quite a good number of uh, alternate options. Um, yeah, yeah, and that's kind of one of the the, the nice, pretty good alts for these. Um, I know we we spent like a lot of time like looking to find what we'd be able to like discover the actual boots. You know, we went through like a lot of the one on the top man site and that. Find them. There's a company called Stacy Adams who makes a pretty good alt for these called the Madison boots. Mm-hmm. They have the same kind of uh, rounded toe, uh, um, cap toe with a bit of broguing on there. Um, you need to do like a little bit of uh, modding to them when you get them, but I mean, for a hundred bucks, they're a really good alt. Yeah, they really look the part well, and and luckily, of course, anyone can just get some some uh, n- nicely pointed uh, black high heel boots um, or ankle boots, sorry, and that'll that'll do the job. But if you want to really narrow it in, that they were a really really good look, I thought. <clears throat> uh, but as to what the boots actually are, they were well. They still aren't off the shelf, really. But at least you can get really good replicas uh, through Steve Rick's uh, blog, which I'll, I'll be posting as well. Eleventh uh, Doctor Costume Blogspot com, and those were. Um, who is the maker of the Series Six boots? Uh, it's a company called Theatrical Shoemakers in the UK, who do a bunch of uh, work for um, like TV shows and movies and things like that. And they made the. Uh, the, the copies of Matt's All Saints that we talked about a little bit in the Season 5 podcast, um, uh, they, they made copies of those for all of Season 5. And then uh, for Season 6, they had um, the costume designer apparently found this pair of shoes, uh, of boots that she wanted to use for um, Season 6, brought them into these guys to have replicas made. And it turns out that they'd actually made those boots like decades beforehand. I think it's a time traveler thing. I think it's all timey-wimey. Oh, of course. Yeah, no, in character to the hilt, absolutely. Um, so if you want your own pair of these, you, you can have them make a copy. Um, uh, you can contact them directly, but it's best to actually contact through Steve at his blog again, and I'll, I'll make that post. But uh, now, uh, let's see, Ewan, you have a pair of these, correct? Uh, yeah, actually, we both have a pair. Oh, my gosh, wow. And uh, how, how are they? Do, they? do they fit as well as the All Saints or better? Great, actually, they're really nice boots. I mean, you you have to have them like custom made for your feet. Um, so they they are great for wearing. Like I I wear them pretty regularly. I gotta say. So yeah, recommend. Not cheap. No, not not cheap. But any custom boot is not not cheap at all. But that's why um, I, I listed a bunch of alternates on the breakdown for people looking as well. Now, yeah, they're. Uh, I, I just want to reiterate. They're reiterate. They're totally worth it. I love them. They're so comfortable and they're they're they're, they're great boots. And every time I wear them, some I get I get a compliment on them, um, or I get a weird look. But you know, <laughs> I also get compliments because they are a little bit weird because of the way that they're thin and, and the way that they're shaped and things like that. And people don't really people don't really expect them, but uh, but they're really cool. But I, I and I also have a pair of the uh, the the top the the very first uh, top man pair that we've found that were pretty close. Oh uh, yeah, I, I love that pair. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I, I I wear those as well. Um, I wear those when I actually go out somewhere that I don't want to wear my nice boots. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I, it's like okay, I'll wear the hundred dollar pair of boots tonight instead of the five hundred dollar pair of boots because I'll probably get my feet stepped on at a club or something like that. But yes, yes. Uh, but I, I I love those boots. They're 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 fantastic. So. Yeah, they looked like great boots. I, I uh, again, uh, that was th- that was the first thing I was about to buy the Topman when we thought for half a second it was the Topman boots. And yeah, yeah, they, yeah. but they look they really look the part. Um, but of course, that is not the only pair of boots he wears in uh, the the Ganger version in um, the Rebel Flash. He wears a different pair of boots, right? Yes, yeah, so, and hands down, they are my second favorite pair of boots. 
So I have I have them there. Um, they are the the uh, Pampa High Suede. Uh, they're brown suede. Uh, originally, we, uh, it was thought that they were the they were the lower ones um, that had a, that had about two less uh, eyelets, but um, they're definitely the higher ones with with the extra eyelets. And you can see by the way that because the laces are so long, uh, when when there's a close up on the boots, you can you can you can see that they're that they're definitely the higher boots. Um, and they're uh, incredibly comfortable. They're, it's like they're like sneakers, but they're boots. And um, you, I mean, it makes sense that they were army boots that people people wearing them because they are so comfortable. You would you would be okay wearing them uh, every day doing maneuvers. Uh, yes, and also they are uh, far cheaper at about seventy dollars US, give or take. Um, uh, yeah, about that. Buy them straight through the website. Yeah, that's true. And I just took a peek, and they are still available. So hey, uh, score there. No uh, high searching for those. So uh, with the basic costume, Dan, let, let's talk some of the other major pieces he was wearing in season six. Obviously, the the big one is the green pea coat, um, which I think suited him r- rather well. Now, uh, Ewan, I know you had one made uh, for Gallifrey, and Stephen, you did too, I believe. I did. <laughs> All right. So you both have been rocking the pea coat. Um, now, uh, I guess my my question is how did how did you go about doing that, and um, you know how do you like wearing it? And Stephen, you can go first. Well, uh, when we first saw the pictures, uh, I saw the pictures. Uh, it, it was very clear to me that it was that it was some sort of moleskin, um, uh, and knowing that uh, that Captain Jack's coat was made out of moleskin and things like that, sort of all added up. And uh, so we tried hunting down uh, the hunting down the fabric, and I, and Ewan found a company uh, that made uh, that that makes moleskin, and that is like the the biggest moleskin distributor in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> you and the, the the king of british fab, of, of english fabrics uh and uh and and I, so i had mine actually i i bought the fabric and i had uh mine made by magnoli very cool yeah yeah i liked i liked his pattern i thought it was i thought it was really good um he sort of uh owed me a little bit of a favor uh uh off a, a shirt that never got made and so uh uh so uh yeah so i sent him that and, uh, and he made it and i'm really happy with i'm really happy the way it turned out i think he i think he did a fantastic job uh i i i, I still need to replace the buttons i'm, I'm not i'm not 100 happy with the buttons but I, I it's it's a great coat yeah, and luckily that's an easy fix. Um, there are quite a few options out there um, listed in the breakdown for people to uh, buy on this coat from Costly Sky to Baron to Magnoli and, of course, to uh, Steve Ricks, um, all of whom make good coats, and I think you're just getting better and better the higher up uh, you know, the budget chain you go. Now, uh, Ewan, you went slightly different with this. I mean, beyond the fabric, obviously. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, we had the, the same fabric, but um, I had mine done by a, uh, a local tailor who uh, I think all three of us have used for various projects. Yes, uh, came out great. I'm super happy with it. I mean, it's one of my it's one of my favorite costumes. Um, I just feel like the the big swooshy coat is just like, such a great for like Eleven, who's so physical and so like you know kind of darting around from like kind of side to side a lot. Like that kind of swoosh that you get from the coat when you're doing that is just fantastic. Do you prefer the green coat over the tweed or the other way around? No, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. I mean, they're both just kind of like very different, like, God, it's like picking one of your children. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to plead the fifth. I think those are both great costumes. What about you, Steven? Uh, yeah, I don't know that I could pick either one. Um, I, and, it, and it's also, I'm, I'm thinking which one would I wear in everyday life? Because my thing with costuming is I love the clothes. 
that's 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 sort of what that's why why I really um, enjoy doing this because I really do love the clothes and I love that I can that a lot of the clothes I can just wear. Sure. So um, so that's sort of a part of the evaluation for it. But uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know which one I like better. They're, they're so different. And uh, yeah, I mean, because I love I love closing time so much. So I kind of I kind of like that costume a lot. But but the Shetland really is. I mean, that's the you know that's the doctor's jacket. Uh, it's very it's very uh, not symbolic but uh, iconic. Oh yeah, totally. It, it's it, it is the main look when you think of Eleven. You're going to think of the tweed. Not sure which tweed. I guess that's your preference, but definitely the tweed. So, um, and I take it you both wear uh, your green pea coats out in real life when you can, at least when the weather permits here in California. Um, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I'm like planning a trip home to uh, to the UK for the end of the year, so I think I'm going to bring my uh, my green pea coat with me. Very nice, very nice. Uh, I know I wear my ten coat during the winter time, and I know I'd be doing the same if I had that eleven coat because it is rather nice. Of course, there is the Stetson. Now, the Stetson is a found item, uh, which I believe you can still buy and uh, isn't too terribly expensive. So uh, is that pretty much what you'd recommend most people doing, or are there any alternates worth mentioning there? No, I mean, it's, it is, it's, 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 it's not cheap, um, but it's not, it's not expensive either. And uh, it is regularly available um, uh, on plenty of websites on the Internet. So, uh, so you, you, can, you can get a screen-accurate Stetson fairly easily. Yes, I'll uh, I'll link to the breakdown for people's enjoyment. Uh, I know that um, uh, I really like the Stetson look. Actually, uh, I think I actually prefer it to the Fez, or maybe it's because I've seen so many Fezes at cons. I'm kind of blurred on the Fez, um, but yeah, because I think it kind of gives them a little bit more of that. Uh, uh, I guess outlaw, you know, more of that that rebel quality I like about the Doctor. Like it's just so beautifully out of place on him. Like mastering that Stetson, it's just like, it's it, like it, it just. Nothing about it blends in, no matter what costume he's wearing it with. Like, even in the green coat, kind of almost has, like, a cowboy duster kind of thing with it. Oh, uh, like, yeah. Yeah. It's it's just so wrong, and that's what I love about it. Like, yeah, it, it does not fit at all with anything he's doing. And he, he kind of, like, the way that he's trying to, like, look cool in it, kind of like your, when, when your dad buys a new hat on holiday. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and there's also something about Englishmen in cowboy hats. <laughs> uh, there is no. It, 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 <laughs> you know what it reminds me of? You and you'll get this reference, but it, it reminds me of that. It reminds me of that. Um, uh, that Alan Partridge episode uh, with uh, with uh, what's his name? The guy, the voice of Darth Maul guy, where he's like, you know, he calls his truck convoy. He's like, well, it's American, you know. It's like. <laughs> He's like, why does he like American things? And this is whole big thing about the British guy liking American things, and it sort of reminds me of that a lot. Where it's just, it's just a little nonsensical, like the Doctor. Yeah. Mm. Um, so uh, for, further down this path, of course, you one must have a trusty sonic screwdriver. We we covered this in series five. We can lightly hit on it again that there isn't a lot of options, but hey, at least it's pretty common and uh, inexpensive, correct? Yeah, exactly. You know, you've got your good old character options. And uh, the maybe one day QMX. <laughs> yeah, there's um, so there's also the the sonic screwdriver screwdriver, which yes. uh, is uh, size and dimensions wise is 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 
is fairly close, uh, you know, and it's also got some metal in it. Uh, but uh, there's the the sonic screwdriver re- television remote control that uh, is is coming out next month uh, in the states, and uh, while it doesn't open. Uh, it doesn't have a flick open feature. Uh, the body of it was actually uh, designed, uh, was actually uh, built, the body of the prototype was actually built by Nick Roboto. Uh, so uh, it's pretty, it's 99% uh, accurate to the uh, to the screen used uh, sonic screwdriver. It just doesn't, it just doesn't open up, but it does, it, it will control your television. So it's <laughs> kind of cool. Nice yeah. trade-off, yeah. So it actually yeah. has a function, yeah. And it makes certain noises when you make certain gestures and things like that, and it has hidden th- hidden gestures and stuff like that as well. So it's kind of cool, right? And of course, there's the uh, the character options toy Sonic, which anyone can pretty much find through the usual Who outlets for what around twenty thirty bucks. So, and the build your own kit. Oh right, that, of course. That build has your own the, kit has it in there. Mm-hmm. That has the the normal. You can build the normal Sonic in that kit as well. Awesome. Uh, have either of you two attempted the Sonic Cane from Let's Kill Hitler? No, not yet, because I haven't. I haven't. I haven't attempted the uh, the uh, tuxedo yet. Uh, who was it that made the Sonic Cane? So somebody made a Sonic Cane, right? Uh, yeah, um, on the R- well, actually, my friend CJ made one, and he made it pretty much uh, like a gentleman on the RPF did, and it was like uh, a craft ball or, or kind of an ornament piece with the toy Sonic and a pool cue. Fairly ingenious, actually. It looks great. It's pretty awesome. So, uh, well, I would would either of you two consider doing? I mean, it's not. I don't see this done as much as I do with Amy, but the uh, uh, Curse of the Black Spot Pirate Hat, Eleventh Doctor. Yeah, I, my wife does a really great Curse of the Black Spot, um, Amy. So she has the pirate hat. So it's uh, conceivable that I could just steal that from her at a convention and wear that for about 10 minutes or so. <laughs> I know it's not your favorite episode, Ewan. <laughs> I, I think that's it. I think we're, we're, we're kind of like, does Curse of the Black Spot actually exist? It only exists for Angel to do that costume. <laughs> Uh, it, wow. You know, I, I understand people being underwhelmed by that one, but I, I, I thought it was okay. I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't think it's worth quite the, the, the venom that some fans have for it. Uh, but you did say that closing time being one of your favorites, Steven, do you have the, uh, the doctor here to help, uh, name badge? I do. And, 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 and Ewan knows my, my saga with this. And I, I've sort of been working on perfecting that for, for quite a while. And it's, it's, it's fell off my radar, uh, just because I've had other things going on. But, um, I have a couple different doctor here to help badges, but none of them I'm a hundred percent happy with. So, uh, so I, I'm, I, yes, the answer, short answer is yes. The long answer is nah, not quite. Gotcha. I, I'm aware of the two main ways to get one, which are, are listed on the uh, the breakdown. There was the group run and uh, the Forbidden Planet version. So at least there's uh, some decent options out there for people. But it does seem something that wouldn't be too hard to replicate with uh, once you put your mind to it. Yeah. No. Exactly. Because the, the Forbidden Planet one is is to me not is not is really really bad. Uh, you know, because it's just it's it's the licensed version and it's it's big, and the group run is in my eyes not even really close. So I'm not really. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I'm sure another version will, will pop up soon, uh, but at least those two will certainly get someone by if uh, you know they don't have uh, the tools or you know the skills to make one. Uh, do you do you uh, guys ever get into the uh, what was I going to say? Not the white tux from the 50s, 
um, or maybe the goggles, but I was going to say the, well, of course, Steven, you've done the straight jacket with the beard. Ah, yes. I, I've, I've done, I, I, I did do the straight jacket with the beard. Um, that was fun. Uh, uh, you can find straight jackets online. Uh, you know, there are fetish places online. You can find straight jackets. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, that that's a fun one. Um, but I, I also have the I also have the goggles and the tool belt. Oh, okay. Uh, so um, I have a, I have a fairly close tool belt uh, uh, that uh, I I had asked Nick Roboto about, and he said, yeah, that looks that looks kind of right. So, um, <laughs> so yeah. So I have a, I have a really I have a, I have a close tool belt and, and and a pair of goggles that I had uh, that I had sort of customized. Um, by, by someone online that uh, I'm pretty happy with as well. Oh, that's great. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, because I think those are definitely fun ones to have, especially if you can uh, uh, pose next to a TARDIS console, or rather under a TARDIS console. Yeah, I should have done that last year at Galley. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, that, there's a pose for you, yeah. Yeah, well. You'll be happy to know uh, there's a good chance it'll be coming back, so keep them on standby. Good, because I did not get a picture last time at all. Oh, so. well, yes, then definitely keep it all on standby, yeah. So, yeah, no, it was it was a big hit, so, uh, you know, we are we are in talks to bring it back. Nothing is set in stone, but it is the, the likely outcome right now, so... You heard it here. Um, so I guess that, I mean, that covers most of Series 6. I guess what I'm just curious about um, uh, is wearing the costume out at conventions. Uh, what, what's been your experience? What's been the feedback? What do you, what do you like most about wearing it, um, Stephen? Um, what do I like most about wearing it? Uh, well, it, it, you know, I just like I just like wearing the costume personally. Uh, it's it's fun, uh, and as far as feedback, I, I, I've gotten great feedback at conventions, and uh, people have been, uh, you know, I mean, galley is one thing because we're all sort of hardcore there, uh, but uh, but wearing things like that to to Comic Con or WonderCon and and people stopping you and be like, whoa, you know, that's that's really good. Uh, it's kind of nice. Makes you feel good. Makes you feel a little bit accomplished. I like it. Uh, and then I can uh, hand them a card and get them to listen to the podcast. So it's, it's all, it, come, it all just comes back to me, really. <laughs> you're a fanboy, but you're also a marketing genius. There you yeah. go. Uh, Ewan? Um, yeah, I love it. Like, I, I think, you know, the Eleven costume is one that, you know, uh, is definitely one of my favorite costumes we're doing right now. Um, I really like mixing it up and, uh, you know, kind of doing the... Uh, season five, season six, throwing in a green coat variant and uh, kind of the, the way that like the wardrobe is so kind of like mix and match, um, you know, one episode one day, one episode the next day, and you can kind of keep swapping it up and kind of like go from like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to do a closing time this day and then I can like take those pieces and like kind of mix them up a bit and then do Girl Who Ate It the next day. Um, so it's a fun costume for that. But uh, yeah, reception-wise, um, always been really, really great. Like, I always get recognized a lot. Like, you know, that people kind of run up and like hug you sometimes. <laughs> you know? But yeah, and then like, I, I, I think like uh, I, I get a lot of people kind of coming up and like talking to me about the kind of the various pieces and like, you know, okay, well, how can they get something like that? And you know, it's always really great to be able to like help people and you know, kind of share like. You know, yeah, I had to go through four shirts before I got to this one. Um, here's how you can avoid that. What would you say um, has been your, your most standout or memorable experience wearing this costume? Which one of us? I have a good one. Yeah, start. Go. <laughs> I actually, uh, this is this is so incredibly nerdy, but we there's this thing in San Francisco, uh, and it's probably other places as well, but we do this thing called Dickens Fair here um, uh, at Christmas time, and it goes on uh, the, for, for I don't know, every weekend for a month or something like that, and it's basically Ren Fair, but it's uh, Victorian, 
uh, and it's Victorian London. And uh, so uh, I was in Victorian London. So why not dress as the doctor? Uh, so I went uh, in, in, and people, there's people in character wandering around just like at Ren Faire and, and, just you know recognizing that i was dressed as a doctor and 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 having fun with that uh i, I recall the the one i really recall aside from meeting a bunch of steampunk people who at, at this like victorian adventurers club that they have set up there which is kind of a it was walking down uh, sort of a uh what looked like a you know an, a, a dark victorian alleyway and a uh drunk woman uh you know actress of course is coming is you the doctor <laughs> is you the doctor i'm like oh right yeah yes i am what can i do for you so uh it was just kind of fun and funny and ridiculous and um yeah yeah it felt like living the part yeah yeah and now of course uh well i won't give any spoilers away but god victorian <laughs> victorian clothes <laughs> yeah yeah the the series seven we'll, we'll probably be uh discussing um some of the series seven looks like, which is actually nice, um, that, uh, so far, at least for this first half of series six, he's pretty much sticking to the same series, um, series six stuff that we've seen before with maybe the exception of the braces. Isn't that right? Um, correct. I think the braces only change in, uh, well, we've seen two episodes so far where we've seen the braces change. Um, Asylum of the Daleks is wearing slightly different pair of braces. And then in the, um, the angels take Manhattan. The braces are uh, a little bit different, but we'll get more. even even more just barely slightly different. Ah, devils in that in the details. Now, at some point, by the way, guys, I would love to uh, to come on uh, once he once things really start changing up there in later season seven and and kind of discuss thoughts and, and so forth on that. But uh, we'll we'll save that for when those episodes actually air. Uh, the uh, the other thing. Oh, I'm sorry, Ewan. What's your what's your story? So one of my favorites was uh, a Comic-Con this year, hanging out with Steven and our friend Matt. And Steven and I are both dressed as uh, um, Doctor, and our friend Matt is dressed as Daredevil. And every single time we walked into a bar, Matt would be like, two doctors and a lawyer walk into a bar. <laughs> it would crack us up. That was good. <laughs> that was really good. Oh, wait, I forgot my other story from WonderCon. Okay, sure. I, I'll just... Uh, <laughs> Go for it. It's a really brief one, but um, I, I <laughs> my my friends and I, uh, they have it. They have a uh, uh, what, what, what I can't remember what the what the oh St. Patrick's Day um, uh, St. Patrick's Day uh, ritual of going to a strip club on St. Patrick's Day, which happened to be uh, when we were at WonderCon, and so I went to a strip club dressed as a doctor, and the doorman looked at me and said, "Bow ties are cool." <laughs> So, Doorman at a strip club was a Doctor Who fan. Well, you know, it is getting really popular here. You meet yeah. him everywhere. Uh-huh. It's great. Yeah. Awesome. It, it in is, Anaheim. In it, Anaheim. It, it is the way to suss out the fans when you wear a costume and they go, ah, yep, uh, that, that's my Doctor too, or something like that. I, I always <laughs> I just, love it. Can't believe I just told that story. Okay. Uh, anyway. <laughs> there was a bunch of us all uh, hanging out in downtown Disney for drinks. We somehow ended up, it was like the one place that was still had like room for people to come in and eat was uh, the ESPN Sports Zone. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> all the servers were like, oh, Doctor Who! Shouldn't <laughs> like, you guys be like knowing about sports and things? Like, I feel bad. You know my thing. I have no idea. I don't even know what game they're playing on that TV. <laughs> <laughs> that is a bit backwards, but very cool. Again, you know, it's getting big. Just telling you. Um, so, uh, in, in in all this, you know, uh, 
identifying, you know, where, where does what come from and trying to get the exact uh, shirt and bow tie. Uh, I, I always ask, you know, what, what is your personal philosophy on, um, you know, telling people to go for Uber screen accuracy versus, you know, just going for the general read? Uh, Steven? Oh, um, don't be a crazy person like I am. <laughs> I, 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 I can't. I could not possibly ever encourage anyone to spend the amount of time and money that I spend examining the details uh, on uh, on these costumes and uh, and 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 yeah, yeah. But you know, it, it's it's fun. It's a hobby. Uh, but uh, if you're OCD like I am, it's probably the wrong hobby to get into. <laughs> Right, right. Um, uh, what, what is it? Uh, was it Vicky who said um, uh, costuming? It's uh, it's basically like um, it's like drugs, but only more expensive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ewan, what, what's your take on this? I, I'm sure you covered this already, but you can shoot again. Uh yeah. I mean. <laughs> um, I, I think like it really depends on budget and like that's that's you know when people like stop me and ask me like oh how can I put together a costume like yours I'm like you know it really depends how much you want to spend on it because like you know if the answer is like well I'm not going to go crazy and spend like a whole hundred dollars on it uh-huh your answer is going to be very very different <laughs> so yeah I mean that's that, that's like you know the how far down the rabbit hole do you want to go kind of question and like depending on the answer to that is really what I'll I'll recommend to them Mm-hmm. How deep are their pockets, and, and how much does it matter to them personally? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've asked you uh, in this already, but Stephen, um, have you had any uh, strange misidentifications while wearing this costume? You mean like getting called Pee Wee Herman? There you go. Exactly. <laughs> that works. <laughs> yes. <laughs> More than once. Yeah. Um, I. It, it, you know that that's a very obvious one. I didn't think of. Wow. Um, all right. And I assume that would have been at uh, Comic-Con or WonderCon? Yeah, it was at Comic-Con. Yeah. Door, door person at Comic-Con. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I still don't say that's as bad as being called Benjamin Franklin when you're Hart- William Hartnell. <laughs> <laughs> well, I well, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Phoebe Herman, I, uh, you know, I could, I could see Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> But Pee Wee Herman, I wasn't even wearing, you know, just because I was wearing a red tie. I wasn't even wearing, like, you know, a, a, a gray suit or anything. So. Uh-huh. You could have been called Buckaroo Banzai, you know? No, oh, maybe not. Oh, that would that kind of would have been awesome. But that, Actually, that would have been a certain level of awesome, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, awesome. Uh, well, uh, any any final thoughts you guys have on, on wearing the Eleven or putting together the Eleventh Doctor costume? Uh, so I just think that you know I just think that the devil's in the details and um, you know try, just just try your best and it'll it'll go. I, I don't really have any advice because I just I, I'm so as I said I'm so OCD about it that uh, I would I wouldn't want to put that on anyone else. But uh, it's it's a it's a fun costume to do and and there's a lot of there's a lot of easy sort of ways to to get the look and uh, I would suggest just yeah it's all about details it's all about details the little things are what 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 people will appreciate and will what will make you feel good about your costume so awesome ewan um yeah i i'd agree i mean like i think you know if you want to do the costume um just get started like buy yourself a tweed jacket it might not be uh might not be perfect 
might not be the exact one, but like yourself a jacket, a pair of jeans, and like get started. And then you can kind of upgrade as you go. And the more you upgrade, the more you kind of like hone in the costume, the more people are going to recognize you and the more people are going to like freak out. So, uh, so yeah, just get into it. Have fun. Cool. Um, are there any upcoming uh, costuming projects you guys um, have on the slate, 11 or otherwise? Season 7. <laughs> as it looms, as we record this, it's premiering in about 10 days, so we're excited for that, I know. Yeah. Um, uh, th- uh, there's there's that there's a season seven uh season seven b costume that i really want to do uh that's gonna that's that's probably gonna be the death of me uh or the or the or or i'm gonna be out living out on the street because i to to afford it but uh but i'll look good uh in in a completely unrelated question if anybody wants to buy a kidney um Oh boy, yeah, I I, uh, I think I know exactly what you mean, and I, I wish you luck again. Further reason why I had to look, I'm spending crazy money on other stuff. It had to stop somewhere, and I'm like, okay, yeah. Well, oh. you're doing a, you're also doing a costume that I that I that I really want to do, but now I saw, I saw, I've seen this one, and I, and it's just the apple of my eye right now. Sure. Um, and then I have a I have a, a my my dream non who costume that I've mentioned on a couple other podcasts that uh, that I'm that I really want to do, which is a, a Nightwing costume. So cool. Uh, so I've got I, I've got some things, but I, I'm 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 taking a, a a short sabbatical right now from spending any money on costumes uh, that will probably resume very soon. Kind of a detox period, is that right? Yeah, you know, I, I figure. <laughs> I might want to buy somebody a Christmas present this year. I don't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm like, okay, do I want a full tweed three piece suit or do I want to see my mom for Christmas? And I really can't decide which it, which it's going to be. So, <laughs> um, yeah, well, Hey, those are the tough decisions in life. Um, uh, but no, I understand. I, I laugh in sympathy because uh, I, I know how this goes where you're like going, oh, I, I should really, you know, uh, what is it? My, my girlfriend always makes fun of me for the fact that I, I spend more time and effort on these costumes than I do on my daily wardrobe, which really doesn't make any sense, but it's very true. I have the opposite problem. <laughs> a clothes whore yeah i mean when i actually allow myself to go clothes shopping it is fun and da, 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 but you know often i'm like well I, I could actually get these shirts i'll wear every day or i could save the money and get that tom baker jacket you know or you'd be like you and i and just just look at what matt's wearing and try and find those clothes as well <laughs> yeah that's true that's what's nice about 11 you you can repurpose a lot of that into everyday wear which is great i can't do that so much for most of the classic doctors uh, i mean try pulling off a uh you know a, a red um velvet jacket or a or a colin baker coat in real life it gets a little hard unless you're the right guy just do it <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly own it <laughs> own it own that power tweet <laughs> yeah yeah no you're right i should i should just try and pimp that and see how it goes you know like uh you know shirt with all the ruffles and uh yeah california like if you can get away with it anywhere in the world <laughs> <laughs> no you're right especially like on melrose that's probably where i'll pull it off um i don't i don't suppose there's any good spot for that scarf though right now with this heat wave that's the unfortunate thing um but uh yeah it's been great talking to you guys about the 11th doctor costume i'm, I'm sure we'll, we'll reconvene on some of the series 7 stuff which will be fun and uh, you can check out uh, Stephen's podcast, uh, a madmanwithabox.com, uh, which I was a guest on recently, and it was a lot of fun, and I highly suggest everyone check that out. I'll post the link as well. Um, and I, I guess that about wraps up, unless you have anything else you want to plug, Stephen? 
No, just that. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, you have been a guest. Ewan has been a guest. Um, and uh, new series is coming back. So, uh, uh, so we'll probably be talking about the. We're gonna we're gonna take a we're gonna uh, take a little change of pace and start talking about the new sh- the new series for a little bit. So, Woohoo! Awesome. Yeah. And uh, uh, Ewan, uh, do you do you have anything you want to plug yourself or or just uh, just say a, a big shout to the Who fans? Uh, I'm trying to remember what was that that brand that um, always at the very tail end of an episode of Danger Five, like the guy comes up like smoking the cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, or the the the, the what is it? The um, Swiss Army guitar or the, the the biscuits or paperweights? Those are all awesome. There you go. <laughs> Pimp Danger 5. Everyone needs to know about Danger 5. Yeah, that's a great show. Um, other than that, uh, yeah, just, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so to sum up, uh, Danger 5, yes. <laughs> yeah, in my ever-eloquent way, that's, that's pretty much it, yes. Awesome. Well, thanks again for being on, guys. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you very much, Bob. Alrighty, and we'll be back with more Costume Shop Talk next week on Costume Station Zero. 